Welcome to Do It For The Process, studio conversations for artists and creatives. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords, professional artist, educator, and mother of three. In this podcast, we dive deep into what it means to run a successful creative entrepreneurship, how to stay true to your art while also growing your creative business. And I always give a gentle reminder to fall in love with the process all along the way, because I firmly believe your creative business is only as strong as your creative practice. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my new intro there, feeling very fancy right now. The music is the same, of course, because I'm in love with that song and I don't think I'll ever give it up. I'm sure I will someday, but not yet. I'm still, I'm still good with it. Hopefully you are too. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I am so excited about this. This is actually a lesson that I gave to the collective, my membership for creative entrepreneurs in this past session, but I want to share it more publicly because I think this idea and these values are so important for all creative entrepreneurs. So let's take a moment and go through it together. If you are unfamiliar with the collective, the doors aren't currently open. So this is kind of cruel of me to tell you, but I do want you to get on the wait list for when they do open back up in April. The doors will be open in April. It's amazing. It's a membership and a creative entrepreneur mentorship that I offer to artists, specifically creatives in general. Each session we go through a lesson a behind the scenes in my studio, two challenges, one for your creative work and then one for your actual business work. And then we have a live Q&A or some kind of live coaching at the end. It's amazing. It's full of the most generous, most creative people I've ever met on the internet. And I mean that with all of my heart. They are so full of wisdom and kindness and support for one another, and it's really beautiful to watch. The community come together. um, Everyone is striving towards their best version of themselves and of their business. And it's really beautiful. So go to emilyjeffordslearn.com forward slash collective and get on the wait list quickly because it's, it's a treasure. It's a treasure to me. It's brought me so much joy and so much, um, community, which I didn't know I needed, but I definitely did. And I've loved. So with that, let's get into a little bit of a preview for what a creative challenge looks like inside of the collective. Now, I gave this challenge to the collective at this time of year. This is the middle of December right now because we've been working hard. We have been going over shipping and packaging and sales marketing strategies and ways of, of amping up your sales this season and ways of adding new revenue and how to meet your sales goals and how to bring your work to the market beautifully and how to uh, so many things, so many things things have been happening inside of the collective and it's a lot of work and people are feeling very, uh, they're feeling the energy of the season, which is a good thing, but it is exhausting. It is so exhausting. I think you probably can feel it as well. So I wanted this creative challenge to be a giant breath of fresh air, a giant breath of remembering who you are and why you create what you create and why it matters, not only to your audience and to your collectors and to your customers, but why it matters to you more importantly. So regardless of how you are taking on the season for yourself, whether you are an entrepreneur aiming for record sales or a hobbyist just wanting to create, the energy of this season can be exhausting no matter what. It's a bit much, it's a bit heavy, it's a bit chaotic. So here is a little secret for you. The energy you feel affects your work. 
I'm going to say that again. The energy that you feel in the world around you and in your own head and your own heart affects your creative work. I know we know this, but sometimes we lose sight of this and we lose, you know, we lose perspective of how our energy actually does affect our work. The energy you bring to your creative process affects the quality of your work and the energy you feel towards your work affects its success in the world. What I mean by that is if you feel drained and uninspired and unloving towards your work, your audience will respond in kind. Your audience is such a mirror for your energy that if you're not showing up with joy and love and passion around your work, your audience won't, they won't, they won't do that either. Of course, why would they? So I'm going to say all of that again, because it's so important. And it's the reason that this episode matters. It's the reason that this idea matters. So I'm going to go through it again. The energy you feel affects your work. The energy you bring to your creative process affects the quality of your work. And the energy you feel towards your work affects its affects its success in the world. That's a tongue twister for me. I've also been talking all day. So there is that. I hope that you follow that. I hope that you know that that's true because it's so true in my life. And that might sound like a bit of a warning, but what I want you to think of it as is a bit of a, of a freedom. You have space to control this. You have space to, to carve out a sacred area, a sacred space to say that this area of my life deserves to have only positive emotion, only positive thought, only positive feelings around it. When you step into that space, that mental space, that physical space, you get to create something that matters to you and matters to others. And that is beautiful. And that is a gift. So we're going to take a moment to come back to that center, to come back to that quiet thing that actually deeply matters. I want you to physically clear out all the clutter of the season. I want you to stop opening up tabs on your browsers that have shopping lists and things that you want to buy. Close those down. I want you to remove all of the shopping lists and the to-do lists from your workspace. Put them in a different room. If they're on your phone, you know what? Just go ahead and throw your phone away for this season. I'm kidding. Don't do that. But you know, like do, do set it aside for just a moment. Give yourself a moment of headspace and of clarity and of peace. You deserve it. You so deserve it. And your creativity deserves it too. All right. Let's talk about a few ways that I try to keep my creative space and my creative mental space sacred during this crazy time of year. I want you to give yourself at least two hours for this project and it is worth it. It's worth it. Trust me. It's worth it. If you're a creative entrepreneur, this is the bread and butter of what you do. So let it be part of who you are, part of your life consistently, including during busy times. Give yourself two hours. You can do it in one if you'd like to, but I think two is a much more beneficial practice. All right. The first part of this exercise is to daydream. Now, during this part of the exercise, you can, you can begin this days in advance, uh, a week in advance, whatever you need, two minutes in advance, whatever. I want you to give yourself some time to envision to gain inspiration, to think, to let your mind rest on an idea and get excited about it. But here's the deal. You're getting excited about it and you're not doing it. You're giving yourself that delayed gratification that feels so good when you finally get to, you know, create what you want to create or try out what you want to try out. But during this time, 
you're envisioning and you're letting inspiration soak into your mind and store up in your heart. And when you come into your studio, it's going to feel so good and so gratifying. So think about things like, you know, what are you inspired by? What colors do you want to use? What medium? How detailed will this thing be? What size? Um, What are you going to listen to while you create? What are you going to think about? What are you going to, you know, what is it going to look like? Envision the final product, the final piece. But don't do any of it yet. Let it all be only in your head. This act of daydreaming or visualizing is really valuable for creative entrepreneurs and for people who create physical creative works like paintings or drawings or graphic design or photography because so much of your creativity happens before you enter the studio. So much of the success of what you create in the studio happens in your head hours or days or months beforehand, the more you can envision that final piece, that final, uh, you don't have to envision how it's going to look in the end, but you need to envision how it's going to feel to create it. What are you inspired by? What's your theme? What's your idea? What's your focus and your motivation? The more you know those things deep down and kind of on a cellular level, the better your work is going to be in the end and the more powerful it's going to be and the better it's going to feel for you to create. So give yourself time to daydream. Like I said, this can happen days in advance or it can happen five minutes in advance, whatever you need. All right, now the timer starts. A two-hour timer has begun. Set the tone for your creative space. So what I mean by this is to clear an area of your studio. I know things can get cluttered. They can get busy. They can get frantic, especially in, in December. But I mean, really, all year round, am I right? clear a space. Give yourself the first five or 10 minutes to just physically clear free mental space. That way you feel like you own this area of your space, that this is, you know, your physical space is ready for you and and welcoming your ideas. Um, Speaking as a rather messy artist myself. So yes, this is totally me. Along with that, create the right vibe. So maybe you turn on some music, maybe you light a candle, maybe you set the mood in some way, maybe you turn on the right lighting or open up a window or um, whatever this means to you, set the tone of your creative space. Give yourself that beautiful ambiance or that, that feeling that says, okay, I'm productive and I'm creative and I'm loving this process. Number three is to set an intention. Now, this is a very very important part that gets overlooked quickly and often. Give yourself 30 seconds. So you've cleared your space. You have, you've made it beautiful. You've made it feel enticing. Now give yourself 30 seconds to say, I will create something good today. I will create something good today. I will allow something beautiful to happen today. I will allow my hands to create something beautiful. I know that my mind will create something that matters. Really settle into this this very positive affirmation of letting your body and your mind and your heart and your hands work together to create something that lives outside of your body. This takes a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of courage. And if you give yourself that affirmation that you are able to do this, you are willing, you are ready, you can do this, you're going to create good work. It's magical, it's powerful, and it is so important. Like I said, the energy around you impacts your work so greatly, and there's nothing more true than the energy in your own head. So clear your own brain of toxic emotions and things that are going to hold you back from being brave and beautiful. 
Repeat it as often as you need to. I will create something good today. I will create something good today. I will create something good today. Say it over and over and over again. This is probably my very best tip for success, literally in all of my life. (laughs) This one mantra, I will create something good today. Um, I love it. It's so simple. It has brought me through the biggest slumps and the most um, burnout that I've ever felt has been those, what is that? Seven words, six words. I will create something good today. And then number four is to create. Simple as that. This is a four-step process. Daydream, set the tone, set your intention, get to work, create. And when I say to create, I don't mean to create for a buyer. I don't mean to create for this sale, whatever that might be. I don't mean to prove anything to yourself or to the world or to your audience or to your your commissioner or anything. I want you to just create for pleasure. What are the the odds, right? Like how often do we actually do that? Not very often. We don't often create for pleasure alone. We're such critical beings. We're such goal-oriented beings. We're such outward-focused beings that it can be hard to create purely for the act of creativity. And when you do, when you let that all fade from your mind and you walk into your space and you make it beautiful and you tell yourself you can create good things, you can create beautiful things, and then you let yourself do it. You don't get caught up in your own head. You don't let that filter through your Instagram filters or through your your audience's eyes. You just let yourself enjoy this process. What you create is going to change your business because it will be so good or it will be so bad, but it's fine because you are refreshed and more alive because of it. Honestly, this painting might, or whatever you're creating, it doesn't have to be a painting, of course. This thing you create might be horrendous because you're not being overly critical and judgmental the whole time. And you're like, that takes a different part of your brain to accept that um, irregularity and those, those things that might just happen because you're just letting them be and it's fun and beautiful. That might not be what you're hoping to see as an outcome. However, the benefits happening inside of your brain are highly worth the process of creating something messy. I think it's going to be beautiful. My, my vote is that it will be beautiful based on my experience. But if it doesn't turn out the way that you expect or the way that you find to be beautiful, that's fine. Just for the next two hours, let your hands and your brain go. Let them just celebrate the fact that they are able to move. They're able to invent. Let them play. Let your ambitions and your ego get out of the way. They're very useful. Ambitions and ego are very useful, but not during this moment. Let yourself go. Let yourself just feel joy and pleasure and freedom in this space. Now, this is a practice. This is definitely something that you do to cleanse your mind of tension and of negativity and of things that are holding you back from your creative, your creative flow. However, when you come back to your process next time, you can add in a little bit of that, um, that critical thinking, because that is very helpful and that is very, very good for your creative process in general. Every once in a while, though, we need to let that go and just let that fade away and be a a pure creative being for once. And I know this sounds pretty woo-woo and kind of out there, but don't think of it that way. This is literal psychology. The more you can learn to trust your body and your brain to work in harmony, the more you will, will be pleased with the results that you get. 
This is how your brain learns to trust itself. This is not woo-woo, this is literal science. So let your brain trust its own ability. Let your body trust its ability. Let them trust each other and see what you create. I think it'll be pretty amazing. Okay, so to recap, give yourself two hours. Before that two hour mark begins, daydream, envision, get inspiration, store up all that goodness. This is step one, the daydream phase. Step two is the set the tone phase. Clear your space. Let your space feel beautiful. Let it feel welcoming. Let it feel like you belong there. Your creativity belongs in that space. Number three is the most important of all. Set the intention. Set the intention. What is it again? I will create something beautiful today. I will create something beautiful today. And number four is to create. All right. I hope this has been inspiring. I hope you actually do this. This is my literally one of my only weekend goals is to do this process myself. And I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Please join me in this. It's going to be amazing. If you'd like to see what the collective students are doing for this, check out the hashtag EJ Collective Creative. They're sharing their work there. Um, that hashtag is for the people in the collective, so you can check out what they're doing, but um, you know, unless you're in the collective, don't use it. However, I would love for you to cheer them on because they've worked so hard this season. They've really poured their heart and their soul into their work, and they deserve some fun creative time, in my opinion. So check out that and give them some encouragement. All right, bye for now.